This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Uh, there is no update at this hour to the status of Damar Hamlin, who was critically um, injured or afflicted of some kind uh, last night during the uh, Monday night football game. He is in critical condition in the ICU at UC Medical Center in Cincinnati at this time. Um, Please do not text us updates. We have all of our resources pointed in the direction to give you the most credible information as it becomes available. So thank you, but we, um, we've we got this covered. We also can tell you things that we don't know, which is a, a just as important in situations like this. Tell what you know, but tell what you don't know. And in spite of... Um, Lots of conjecture and speculation. We really don't know why this happened last night. No, we think we know, well, but we're not sure why this happened in the first quarter of this uh, game. Last a lot night. of theories, a lot of medical. And I go with the guys that uh, that do this for a living, the medical practitioners. You know, they offered some some insight as to what could have happened. But again, until um, un- until this is in our rear view, and he is on the mend, then you know we'll. Uh, and then you can then you can begin to speculate on what went wrong right now. I mean, it was just a. I don't know if you saw it live or not. I did. It was a very, very um, traumatizing uh, oh, situation. No, we everyone who saw this um, is is traumatized after this. Absolutely, and we are all going through. I think normal human reaction to a traumatic situation, which is shock. Disbelief, um, a little bit of guilt, sadness, like all of the things. I, I have, um, we have all gone as viewers. Um, it's obviously nothing like what, um, you know, his teammates mm-hmm. and the coaches and everyone that was on the field and was in the stadium has gone through. But we, we are going through something as well collectively, uh, as a, as a nation of football fans, because this wasn't a, this wasn't a 405 game that 20% of the country well, saw. This no, was Monday night football. We, all, we were all watching. We all experienced it together in real time. And that was I mean you could tell that ah, this 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 first time for a lot of people that not only were in front of the camera, behind the camera, in-game operations, you know, the they looked at times um like we did with you know your mouth open and you're just going, "Oh my god." Yeah. The people who were who were best, I guess, uh, you know, best set to handle all of this were the medical professionals. They were there in a heartbeat and got, you know, and got to him fast enough. 
where uh, where they could administer what they needed to. And um, you know the the, the it, I thought you know you, you and I were talking about this uh, before we came on here, but you, when you're in that situation, there's something going on in front of you, and you are not in no way, shape, or form prepared to handle what you're seeing. You're simply being given information. You're trying to relay information. Um, it can be tough, fog of war type stuff. Um, you don't know how to, I mean, you're relying on other people. You can't do your own research, that kind of thing. But I thought they did a good job handling the, the medical part of it. And, you know, then, and then today you get all the, uh, you know, the speculation on, it, on what could have been done better. Well, it seems as though um, that the the mechanisms in place should something like this happen were and again we do not know all of the details but we here's something we don't know okay um but it seems like the mechanisms in place were working yes. last night uh, there was immediate uh, medical attention there is a um th- this is all rehearsed carefully at every NFL stadium I was listening to Mike Tannenbaum talk about this, who was an NFL executive for many years, that in the spring they rehearse everything from how the ambulance can get from the stadium to a medical facility. Like all of this is, they go through some drills on this. Yeah. Um, that was um, not really relayed to the viewing audience last night in the middle of this, that, hey, you know, there are procedures in place should a catastrophic um, incident occur, which is uh, what happened last night. But the thing I keep thinking about is that we started yesterday without a piece of knowledge that we have today, and it's a hard piece of knowledge for us to wrestle with. And that is the fact that not many people were aware you can get hit, and we don't know what happened here, but there is a There is a circumstance that occurs where you can get hit hard enough in the chest to stop your heart. And nobody, there's a lot of people that did not know that was a thing. And now we're thinking back in our mind and we're going, well, wait a minute. This whole sport is hitting people all the time. So now that's a, there's a rationalization that's going on there. It's like, well, how, wait a minute. You, you can get your heart could stop from being hit hard. I mean, that we've heard for years that every hit in the NFL is like a small car crash. But this whole game is hitting people. Exactly. So, like, how do what do we do with that information? We have this information now as spectators, as the public, and we don't know what to do with it. But that's one of the things that I have uh, taken away from uh, from all of this stuff. But I don't know, uh, and no one really knows. All you can do is. Um, Continue to pray and hope that uh, this man is able to um, walk out of that hospital at some point. There was a um, cardiologist on Get Up this morning that said something along the lines of the first couple of days are the most critical. Sure. So we are not we are in the middle of this because it has not even been 24 hours since this. Uh, occurred no and and this family released a statement uh, earlier today just said you know he's he's critical but uh but he's alive and that's you know that's the the first step and like you said the first couple of days after this are it, it was it was wild watching the you know the the medical professionals real real medical professionals actual doctors talking about what could have happened and without 
being able to sit and examine, um, you know, the, the the player in question. I mean, it just it gets to a point where you're just like, okay, one of five things could have happened, but you know, non qualified medical people getting up there talking about this just right. not 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 okay. Yeah, I think that um, when you're in the medical field, you're obviously trained to diagnose and try and solve problems. That's what you do. And so I think that um, it was interesting to see medical people last night in real time doing what they do, obviously concerned, but also trying to go, well, what could have happened here? Well, it could have been this, this, and this, because that's another thing that was, um, was actual doctors, medical doctors, were doing what they do, which is, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. something happened. How could this have happened? And they they, they are evaluators at their, at their core. Well, they evaluate. What, this is what they do every day. Yeah, this day. is what they do so, every day. They evaluate the situation and narrow down the uh, the possibilities and come up with the uh, with the solution. And that's yeah. it was it was scary. I mean, it, yeah. it was really really scary. And uh, hopefully he will um, he'll make a full recovery and be able to lead a long productive life. I wish um, this is not important, but it's just something that I observed. I wish ESPN would have gotten to Van Pelt and Ryan Clark sooner. They were a calming presence as we all kind of gathered around the television and were waiting for any any morsel of information we could mm-hmm. ascertain. I- Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Lance in Bentonville has a text about um, Kishan Butte mm-hmm. and that whole um, alleged uh, scandal. <clears throat> yes. You don't believe this is real? Probably not. You don't think so? No. Okay. We'll find out. I mean, will we? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> so, look, you live in a, uh, we live in 2023 now. Somebody had their phone out if it happened. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Just saying. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> that is um, it's quite a tale if uh, that's if true. Uh, if yeah. true. Didn't seem to affect them any. Uh, no, they did just fine. They, they, they were fine. Maybe uh, they should do it more often. Well, <laughs> hey, whatever you got to do to win, they, they were fine. Yeah. But wait a minute. Wait a yep. minute. They, um, hold on a second here. I got to look at something. Mm-hmm. Let's let's, uh, let's whistle the Jeopardy theme quietly here. What are you looking uh, at? Oh, oh, they scored sixty-three points. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, not a great day for Purdue yesterday. Not a. They got beat sixty-three to seven, and then Rutgers beat the number one men's basketball. Team not last not night. not a great day for the Big Ten. 
Well, the Big Ten is uh, is eating it a little bit over the Penn last State, uh, 72 You know, Penn hours. State did okay. I mean, they won the Rose Bowl. That they was did. fine. That's pretty good. But pretty good. Um, you had half the field in the uh, in the college football playoff, and you got nobody in the title game. No. No. Um, Two great games, by the way. Two great games. Michigan. Oh, the best semifinals we've ever had. They were pretty good. Best we've ever had. Amazing. You had um, Michigan that could not. Now, they couldn't stop anybody. Let's stop a nosebleed in that game. And then um, Georgia or uh, Ohio State's kicker hooked the, uh, I mean, that was not close on the game-winning kick. But it was all topped yesterday by the great delight that I had. And I was, su- I was surprised by this emotion, Zach, I'll be honest with you. Hmm. As Tulane stormed back. Against USC. And to see everyone on the USC side develop what Bubba Carpenter calls the poo-poo lip. Mm-hmm. As uh, it was all getting away from them. I was filled with great delight. It was a wonderful moment. Well, you know how I feel about the University of Spoiled Children. Exactly. Uh, um, and I am yelling at the TV, die, you bleepers, die. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't have been happier in an outcome of a football game. I don't think I've ever been happier at the outcome of a football game. Have you donated? You- now, here's the real question. Here is the real question. Yes. Have you donated to Tulane Scholarship Fund yet? Not yet. Uh, I did not get a chance to send it out today, but I do have the address, and I will be sending them $50 to their general scholarship fund, just saying, hey. Thank you. I have a nice little form letter, just, hey, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I absolutely hate the University of Southern California. I donate when somebody beats them. So here's the tricky part of bowl season. Yep. Because these games stand alone. Sometimes we project more into them than there's actually there. Like, is Tulane a national, like, player now? Is TCU a no. national player no. now? Well, or was this a one-time glow-up, as you like to say? I, as the kids but, say. I think at full strength with everybody, everybody completely locked in and, and dialed in. This is the biggest game of the year. I mean, USC probably wins that game. It's what makes bowl season fun now is the underdogs actually have a legitimate chance, unless you're Purdue, um, to to give the give the heavyweights a game, we saw a lot of upsets during bowl season, a lot of them. Well, it is, um, and when you talk about, you know, what TCU did, just watching that game, like man for man, they were pretty close to Michigan. No, 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 no. they weren't close. They, they were close. They were not close. They were better. They were better at every That's, every yes. single position. Yes, I have never seen a t- a Michigan. This one I don't understand is. The, you know the, the the defense that TC runs is one of those funky three three fives, and they got guys coming from all different angles. You attack it by going straight ahead, which you, is what they said right. they were going to do you're, in all the pregame. You're not going. Talk. You're not going to beat them to the corner. It's a defense designed to run sideline to sideline. They have a, a defensive tackle who weighs 264 pounds. You got a center guard combo that's 600 pounds. Move him off the spot. Yeah. This is not. I mean, first play of the game, they went for what 60. That's the game plan right there. And then Harbaugh on that first drive, I don't know what they were thinking um, when they ran that fourth down play. I mean, they're just like, just run it straight ahead. If they stop you, they stop you. You, know, you've, you. Going into the game, you thought you had one of the best defenses in the country. You're only giving up about 14 a game. And then, you know, you get, you get 50, what, 51 put on you. It was, I, Michigan got out coached. They got out played. They're not as talented as they, they thought they were. Ohio State has more talent than, than Michigan does across the board. Not saying Michigan didn't deserve to be there, 
the four best teams I think we understand made it. Mm-hmm. And you know, TCU TC was just better and better across the board. Man, when they they on, on that uh, pick six return, when he undercut that guy, I'm like, that's that's an NFL move. I mean, you undercut is, that route, you pick it off, you take it back. That's a big time play. So is maybe TCU is not going to be a perennial player in this. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe they are. Who, who knows? Yeah. But here's the point. The point is that. With the right evaluations, I assume they added a lot of people from the portal they after did. the coaching change. Is that what that, that's accurate? That, okay, well, they added all the right people. So there is evidence that you can do this. You can go from a meddling team to the ultimate game in this sport in just one year if you have the right mm-hmm. people that you add to the roster. It can be done now. There's no more waiting around and building for three years. You can do this quickly well, now if that, you know how to But now here's the difference between TCU's path and, say, Arkansas's path. Arkansas's path is blocked by that big obstinate water buffalo uh, down in Tuscaloosa. The elephant, yes. Yeah, I mean, that, in the room. that thing is going to be there for a while. Right. LSU's going to be there for a while. Yes. TCU's path, much cleaner. You got yes. Oklahoma in a down year. You got Texas in a down year. And they're leaving and, that league. And they're leaving the league, and the rest of the league was in the... They were okay. They lost one game on a on a on a on a overtime series that just still has me scratching my head. Yeah, yeah. TCU was better than Michigan was on on Saturday. You know, they played twelve times. I don't know how the, how that turns out, but they were better. They were more physical. They were faster. They played faster. They looked more organized, which shocked me. Yeah, for a team that you know that that prides itself on on discipline and I, I, who did the game? It was uh, McDonough, McDonough and, he, and Blackledge. Blackledge. And he was talking about the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. This is back-to-back years that Michigan's offensive line had won the Joe Moore Award, which is uh, for the best offensive line in the country. They got their ass kicked. I mean, up and down the field, they got beat. And, you know, I, I look at what Ohio State did. That that performance, you remember when Justin Fields went off against, um, uh, was it Clemson? Clemson. Yeah. Clemson. It, it was very reminiscent of that or when Trevor Lawrence did it to Ohio State. He's a one-man gang out there. Yeah. And he, and he played a hell of a football game. Um, TC doesn't do it that way. That, that is a team, a true right. team. They gave up 45. But, I mean, they're gonna, they got their hands full with Georgia, but I, I wouldn't write them off. You also see the danger of building a offense that can only win one way, which is we have to have the lead. We have to control the clock. When, when Michigan's down two, like two, three scores, they're going into the – you know their offense isn't built to do this, no. and it's it speaks to these places where you do have these more dynamic offenses where you can like I mean USC surrendered 16 points in the last four minutes of that game. I mean, give, give Michigan some credit. I mean, they were down. They were down what 45 to 30, and right. I mean, and they cut the lead down. They got it to a score. Had the ball with a chance, and uh, you know TCU just they closed the door on them. I'm going to be real interested to see how Georgia attacks that uh, that TCU defense because they're not big up front. Georgia is right. Uh, I would expect them to line up. And Will just they go right at them? They, I, Michigan should if, have. If you don't, that is coaching malpractice. Well, um, I would like partial credit for this, and I'll tell you what. In the summer, I got swept up in the emotion of. <laughs> Sherwood Blunt spending money again, and SMU, and the Trans Am, and all of this stuff. Well, 
my radar was a few miles off. It was in <laughs> Dallas. It should have been in Fort Worth because there's the program that blew up this year and now um, could win. I, who knows? I mean, who, who knows at this point? Anything's I, possible. I think Sonny Dykes is a hell of a coach. This is the, I mean, this that is that the, dude got that thing turned around quick. This is the best part of this, Zach, is for so long this college football playoff event, it felt like we knew what was going to happen before the games occurred. Well, that went out the window Saturday, and now there is at least the perception. It may not be real, but there is the perception going into next Monday night that TCU has a chance. Sure, they've got they a chance. They have a chance. They have a puncher's chance. There is, but there were there were many years where this game was, okay, Alabama's going to blow out. This team, Clemson's going to blow out. This team, and then that would happen, and we'd right. like, oh, ho-hum. This uh, this this event was missing that element of surprise, and we got that finally. The line is 12 and a half. Yeah. On Bet Saracen. Yeah, right. Bet Saracen has Georgia as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this um, this is what this event needed was that element of, oh, I didn't expect that. Because right. it's gone as we've expected for so long. Or Lance and Bentonville says Georgia's defense is starting to look vulnerable. I don't think they look vulnerable. I think C.J. Stroud's really good. Right. And C.J. Well, Stroud is, is one of those guys caught lightning in a bottle. He brought his team up and down the field on that defense. Look, they were up. Georgia had uh, Ohio State had the lead. They made Georgia come back. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, again, yeah, and don't forget the other the guy on the other other side. He ain't gonna make it in the NFL, Stetson Bennett. But that dude is gonna go down if they win on on Monday night. That dude will go down as one of the one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. I mean, this, what can you say? Two times. This is two not, times. This is not said enough. Stetson Bennett has engineered. Fourth quarter comebacks in a national title game and a national semifinal. Yeah. He's done it. Yep. No one talks yep. about it. He's nope. done it. And he tore up a Barry Odom defense. <laughs> I mean, we discovered him. And he had right. that other dude yeah, that out was there. His, that was his was coming right out there. party, and he yeah. tore Barry Odom a new one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's, he's one of, he is one of the great stories in college football. We don't get him very often. Max Duggan's another one. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, now, did you watch the whole uh, Fiesta Bowl? Uh, mostly, yeah, pretty much. All you know, of them. He, you know who he replaced? Yes, Chandler, Chandler Morris. Morris, who started the season. Even Sonny Dykes knows. Get a Morris out, you start winning. Also, mm-hmm. Chandler Morris is sixty minutes from a championship. So let that wash over is you he? for a moment. Well, I mean, he's on the team. Okay, he's he's not in the portal. He's he, on the team. He's sixty minutes from standing there. <laughs> he's 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 gonna get a t-shirt and a hat if they yeah. win. Yeah, I mean, come on. All right. Russ, get it, Zach, with you here, 866-285-4005. I, I, I get such a kick out of, you know, like putting value on these bowl games and all this stuff and everybody, you know, thumping their chest, Alabama, Alabama, you know, SEC. But you all for, kind of forget Kentucky got shut out by Iowa. <laughs> that was <laughs> 21 to nothing. That was also was, the most predictable outcome of the bowl season. Two pick sixes and a touchdown for Iowa. Yeah, Iowa and, scored one offensive touchdown, and, which is about normal. And that's them. all they... That's all they needed was one offensive touchdown to beat look, an SEC school. Look, Iowa has figured out as much as uh, as much as people hate Kirk Ferentz, they have figured out the only way for Iowa to be relevant is to play the best defense imaginable. Yeah, and that's what they yeah, do. They do. No one scores on them because they don't score. Yeah, well, and it doesn't now, matter. Now it's going to change a little bit. They they got uh, what's his name, Cade McNamara coming in from from Michigan. They'll score some points next year. I'm not saying you know they're going to go ten. I'm not. They're not going 20. from ten to forty, but you know they might get into the twenties occasionally. They are. Uh, this God. is what they do. But and like they have they have built the entire program mm-hmm. around what they can achieve, and what they can achieve is we can make it where you don't score. Yeah, and, and they that's do. What they do. And they do. They, they what do. they do. So, 
they built around that, and it works for them. I sat on my, my rear end, almost said it, I sat on my rear end all weekend but, and did nothing but watch these games. Back, I mean, front to back. Starting on Friday, that's all I did. Yeah, I watched a lot of them. I did take brain breaks and, you know, throw on um, something else. Like uh, Here, the but, office. Or yeah, the, after the, the two semifinal games. Everybody's, you know, college football is the greatest sport ever. I, I use the Iowa-Kentucky game as an exhibit as to no, why it's, it's not. not. It's not the greatest the, sport The LSU-Purdue game as an exhibit as to why it's not. It's not the greatest sport But ever. when you get a game with stakes like those two semifinal games, and they are good, and those two games were very, very good. Now, I'm not going to be prisoner of the moment and tell you they're the greatest games ever because I don't know. I'd like time and space to think about it. No, but, but when you get two games back-to-back like that, man, you're exhausted when it's the, over. They're the best semifinals we've had in mm-hmm. the college football playoff yeah. era. And the added intrigue of the Ohio State-Georgia game literally ending at the stroke of midnight Eastern time was they're also the, They're the best back-to-back same-day games that we've had. The, the Ohio State-Clemson game where Trevor Lawrence took over in the second half and was like 35-31 or something like that, that was a hell of a game. But, I mean, for, for 10 hours of programming, ESPN couldn't have asked for any more. Right. Here's a text out of the 479. That Tulane comeback was fun. Wrong. That USC collapse was fun. Yes. Please, the get collapse. it right. The, the spoiled children beautiful. collapsed, and it was amazing, and it was one of the great moments of... Um, yeah. Of, of my life, honestly, to see that. There are, 16 points in four minutes. There are <laughs> folks that ha- around here who have no experience with USC fans. The only thing that I can attr- that I could, I can give you an idea what they're like is they're Texas fans. Mm. They're just like that. They are so entitled. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. believe they, they wrote the book on college football. Well. And watching them get dumped. The book got y- dropped on yeah, their foot. I I'm, <laughs> I'm, was perfectly happy with that. Screaming at my TV. Die! <laughs> uh, it was it was fantastic. I um yes, Tulane and um Willie Fritz. Yep, who at one point was um they were considering for this job, but uh, he stayed at Tulane and uh, look what's happening there. And now that league with Cincinnati and UCF mm-hmm. leaving, now they're like the the they run that league now. Now does the SEC get to retroactively claim the Cotton Bowl victory since Tulane used to be in the league? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that's uh, right. that's Willie Fritz, the the SEC legend. Yes, that's right. right. That's Got right. it. <laughs> yes, the, the Tulane Green Wave, SEC legend. Uh, Shane and Alma says that was the best bowl game. Shane, the Arkansas Kansas game was. Do you not get your talking points? No. Well, unlike uh, Arkansas, USC collapsed and won, mm. or lost. Yeah. Arkansas collapsed and won. No, yeah, so. JT wants to know if Sam Pittman and Willie Fritz were teammates at Pitt State. I'm going to look that up. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. 
And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Justin Ani is um um out of the portal, <gasps> staying at North Texas. I know. So we're going to get another year of snake calls. He has withdrawn from the portal. Huh. According to Matt Zinitz of On3. Yeah. So a Heisman Trophy candidate has emerged from the portal back to the school from whence he came. North Texas is mm-hmm. um, uh, now in the running okay. to have someone invited to New York City. So wow. How about that? That is a uh, new... That's a, that's This tweet is from yesterday. So this is still a... Um, a, uh, a, a, a story that happened yesterday while we were away, but there it is. So Austin Ani will turn 30 and be the um, quarterback again in North Texas. How about that? Sean from Paris has asked the question of the day. Hmm. Any word on when Nick Smith will return? Okay, Sean, this is an interesting situation. <laughs> because um, yesterday, Eric Musselman was quite... Uh, Open with information about a player and a knee injury at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Which player was that? Trevin Brazil. Okay. All right. So, so the, um, there was, they had successful surgery. He's already lifting weights, you know, on, on and on and on. Any update on Nick Smith? No. So, Arkansas is not managing this situation. What I mean by that is it's not in their control. It is in someone else's control. And I don't know if that's Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, what's going on. But basically, it seems to me that someone not with the U of A medical staff is telling them about whether or not Nick Smith is available or not. Is this a fair read on the situation? Am I completely off and should I apologize now? Zach Arnes, what do you think? Okay, so I'm not going to connect as many dots. Okay. I will I will say this. Until I hear it from him that that it is, in fact, a knee injury and what the specifics are, we're simply from trying. who? From Nick Smith okay, himself. Right. But is it being handled in the same way that Trevor Brazil is? No. Or other injuries? No. Does it make you raise an eyebrow? Yes. The, the dodginess or the forthcomingness that they have with the Brazil injury or any other injury versus the dodginess that you're getting here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll it make you sort of raise an eyebrow and go, okay, I mean, there's I, – I believe he's hurt. I've been told that he's hurt. So, so do I. I, I believe But I don't think that Arkansas is making the call on when he can play again. I believe that his team is making that call. That's okay, what I believe. I, that's my opinion, and that's as far as well, it goes, I, everybody. I, and I, I don't, uh, I, I'm not say I don't disagree with you. I, I don't know. But they've been, the way that every other injury situation has been handled versus this one is different. Mm-hmm. It's just different with this one. And, and I, you know, and now what you've done, what, or what you've allowed, is you've allowed rumor and speculation to get into the discussion 
I'm well, big, you don't control the narrative. I, I'm I'm a big believer and give him nowhere to go. Right. He's got a knee injury. We're not sure when he's going to be back. Boom. What's the nature of the knee injury? Well, we don't. Uh, we uh, you know we we're not going to get into the specifics with the knee. He has a knee injury. We're not sure when he's going to be back. Boom. End of story. Yeah. It's over. I thought at one point that there was a uh, they were doing this for um, competition reasons. You know, not letting the opponents know information. Um, now I don't even know if they know when he's going to be available again, because I don't. I, I think that they show up and they're told what they're told. I don't. It just doesn't feel like a situation. Like we've seen Arkansas, and it's uh, we've seen the Arkansas staff manage a lot of injuries through the years, and this doesn't feel like any of them. Which leads me to my deduction that again may be totally unfair, but it doesn't feel like they're managing right. Need someone else's agent speak. Yes, this is very similar to the way that Kyrie was handled coming out of Duke. Yes, very very similar. Or uh, Michael Porter at Missouri. Exactly, same same sort of thing. And look, they've you know if his rep- representation has ten years in mind, not the next five months. Right. That's you know that that's their interest. So, yeah, again, I, if, if you're handling it, you just say, look, man, it's got a knee injury. We're not sure when he's going to be back. What's the nature of the knee injury? We're not going to get into the specifics. You know, it's bad enough to keep him out. We're not sure when, he's, when we're going to get him back. It's the end of the discussion. You give him nowhere to go. But it is odd that we feel like we know a good amount of specifics on one player. And on another player, we don't have a clue what's going it, on. It's not what's the you, difference. You think you know. He, I mean, you flat out told you. He got an ACL thing. You know, he's, gonna, we're not, he's not coming back. All right. Had surgery mm-hmm. and uh, he's back, uh, you know, doing weights and whatnot in, yeah. in the building. Well, we just got a text for the eight seven zero. This is the least enjoyable top ten basketball team you've ever had because of this. I don't know about that. On the floor, they're a lot of fun to watch, but they there's are. this cloud hanging over it. And if it's me, if if you know, and, and people on the inside know more than we do. If it's a situation where he could be back in mid February, you absolutely want him back. Right, you yeah. absolutely want him back. Because he will be fresher than most of the players in that sport in the dog days of February your, he's March. He's also your best player. Yes, he is. I mean, well, getting, getting him back in February for a, for a run at the tournament, great. If he's not going to be back, if you're going to be doing this yo-yo all year where he plays a couple games and he's out, maybe you just cut and go, you know what, go pursue your dream. This feels like, again, uh, I will uh, go into dot-connecting mode, and if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. But if... In in dot connecting mode, it feels like we've seen a lot of people hurt through the years at that school, and this situation is like none other, where it is just a a shroud of mystery on what's going on, and he also happens to be the first, you know, top ten, top five, one and done in, you know, the last many years. Mm. At Arkansas, I put these two things together, and it leads me to believe that it's sprinkling a little background of what's happened at some other places, like you mentioned with Kyrie and with Michael Porter. Well, and, it, and it just feels like it's one of those situations. With the Kyrie thing, you're talking, about, you're talking about the same management group, Clutch so, Sports. Yes. Right. I mean, so, so you're, I mean, you're looking at almost a repeat of the exact same, uh, the exact same blueprint. Um, Sean from Paris says, seems like we wasted a scholarship on. Him. Totally disagree. Totally disagree. You may get, you may not get one more minute out of him. However. The PR that you got oh. from him is that's that's recruiting capital. Hey, we we got a a top ten guy. We got him to the NBA. They can claim that. No. Hey, you know we just had a guy drafted sixth, seventh, whatever it's going to be. 
Right. The, the the recruiting capital is worth you know quote unquote wasting a scholarship on the the other odd I don't know if it's what the right word is but the visual of him being there and like being you know totally active and in the game it's again he wants to be out there someone's telling him he can't and I don't know who that person is is what it looks like to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think we can deduce who's telling him he can't go out there. But given what you've said about clutch sports and whatnot. But it's, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird situation. Chuck said it best. None of us know what to say. Hmm. Nobody knows what to say. We've and, never seen anything and like honestly, this. And honestly, you're getting, it's so mealy-mouthed the way that they're talking about them. Right knee man. Well, they don't want to upset anybody well, at clutch sports. They also think that we're dumb and we're not going to start, you know, connecting the dots. I mean, his well, goal. Too. His goal is the NBA. It wasn't this team or this season. It, right. I mean, you can say all the things you want, but it wasn't. You know, the the ultimate goal is you know what happens when's the draft June, um, sometime in yeah, June. June. That's yeah. the that's the goal. So if he if there's even a hint that there's something with the knee, they're going to pull him. Right. I want to see him out there. I think he. I think in in his heart of hearts, I think he wants to be out there playing. I agree with that. Competitors want to compete. Right. But this but, is. This has gotten to a point where I think for for Musselman, it's probably it may be bordering on distraction. You know, let, hey man, I got a basketball team to coach. We're zero one in league play. We got a good team coming in. I don't have time to be messing with this. If you're not if you're not going if you're not with us, I got to co- you know concentrate on the ten guys who I'm going to have on the floor, and they're good enough to go beat Missouri uh, tomorrow night. Yes, without it, I don't know if they're getting yeah. to the Elite Eight without him. Do you? I don't know. I mean, um, the, I, think I mean, they've gotten to the elite eight with le- least less talented true, teams true. the last couple. Of years. Brazil was a big loss. I think Brazil, yeah. honestly, may be a bigger loss, big picture for that team right. than Nick Smith. Yeah, I mean, that I dude was an athletic that. freak. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, it's just such a bizarre. Like, like again, uh, we, we've looked at players that have been hurt for a very long time. We've never seen a situation like this with uh, with, with Nick Smith Jr. So, yeah, Lance, nobody knows what to say. Lance and Bentonville's right. If he doesn't play another minute, some guy who you know, writes uh, for recruiting stuff will still call him an Arkansas legend. No, that's that's that's. See, I think Arkansas legend. I think Moncrief. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, you know, yeah, yes, you know, yes, yes, Bobby Portis. Yeah, those are those are legends. Yeah, guy who played you know, thirty eight minutes. Not. It's weird, man. I. It's, it's weird, and it, it's just like. I come at this from a completely different perspective. When I was in college, we had Shaq for three years. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? Shaq, three years. I had Robert Ory for three years. Big game Bob. Spree was it was at Alabama for two years. League was loaded. We had all these great players. That's Scotty and Corliss for three years. No. You know, you, you got attached to those guys. I, I And now, you know, it's like I think I'm, I'm at that point where, look, man, you're, you're one game in the conference season. You got a big one tomorrow night. If he's not, if he's not going to be there, I think you got to make the decision as a coaching staff. Said, look, we're going to roll with the guys that we have. You know, if he comes back, great, but you can't plan for it at this point. Yeah, how do you prepare when? Um, I mean, they have to know more than we do, right? Well, of course they do, but I don't of know what they do because they know an awful. They, they, they are forthcoming with a lot of information about Trevor Brazil. Maybe because it's season ending. I don't know. All right, Greg. Greg asked the question: Are we a better team without him? Yes, I believe so. I believe there. I believe you could take any guy 
out of that, out of that, I'm put Nick Smith back in, put Brazil back in, and take any one of those guys out. They're a good team. They're in, they're a, a Sweet 16 elite, an elite eight level team. Are they better with Nick Smith? Probably athletically, yes. I I don't know. I, I don't think they need him to get to the elite eight. I think if you want to push farther than that, you you really need him. Well, so far, and again, we can only speak about what we know in this moment. Nobody knows what tomorrow holds. He may show up tomorrow and put seven. Sure. Who knows? But in this moment, I think Razorback fans overwhelmingly feel like something doesn't pass the smell test here. And I'm not saying he's not hurt. But what I'm saying is we're not being given all of the facts of this situation. He may be hurt. But it something... Something odd is going on here, and I think most Razorback fans are hip to it and would like to know what's going on with their favorite basketball team who is trying to push the door down to their first Final Four in in, uh, in over 30 years with the team after going to back-to-back Elite Eights. Now, do they deserve information? That That's up for debate, but I think people are curious as to what in the world's going on here because this is an odd situation. It has been an odd ongoing. Look, if he didn't play in December... And, you know, we were having the knee issue, and he's going to be back in mid-February. You know, if they set a target date, all those kinds of things, great. Nobody would say a word. But, you know, he he, he plays in Europe, which is apparently where where the injury occurred. Then you get, uh, you know, you get a flash, and he looks great. He's clearly the most talented player on the team. Not the best player, but the most talented player on that team. And then, you know, he's gone again. Um, No, I mean, nobody has any, uh, any, any solid information other than right knee management. It's wait and see. All right, Ruskin and Zach here with you on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. Um, let's see, Texas, call us here at 866-285-4005. At what point does this affect the team? And that that would be my that would be my concern. Is you're you're at a point now where I mean, if if they go out and they don't play well tomorrow night, they, you drop to zero two in the league. It's not the end of it. it I mean, it's not a crisis point, but you got to start to. I mean, you've got to start to make those plans going into I, late late January into February without it. I feel like it's premature for that because Musselman's team always starts slow true, in league play. True, but, the, but they've we, never had something in, like this surrounding. That's them. true. But if they get to February and we're still in this limbo of what's going on, I think it will definitely you you, want, you start to wonder, you know, how this does work on the is on this, the cycle. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you ask the same question: Is this good for the team? Look, if if he's if he's in, he's out, half in, half out, whatever it is. If you if he has a chance of coming back and playing in February or March, you want him. You absolutely yes. want him. But if you're gonna again, if you're gonna be on this yo-yo week to week, where it's like, well, we don't know. At some point, you just gotta cut bait and go and say, look, man, I'm gonna roll with the guys I got. Yeah, because you're not but doing. It is striking to me, and it's been pointed out by others, not just me. It is striking to me how much we know about Trevin Brazil and how little we know about Nick Smith. Yeah. And one is season ending, one we don't know. But it's 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 striking to me how much we know about one situation and how willing they are to offer up details. And then another situation, well, we're not talking Look, about Look, you that. got young guys, uh, opinion, Barry Dunning uh, Jr., guys at that position who can't be looking over their shoulders. You know, knowing that if he comes back, I'm out of playing time. You you, you got to get to a point where, hey man, this, these are our guys. We're going to run. This is what we've got. You know, what what we got is what we you know what we need is what we got. 
and and you go forward with it. If you get him back, it's just a bonus. But I, I, again, if I'm advising him, you know, if I'm Muslim, uh, we don't know. You know, he's got a right knee thing. You know, TBD. We'll let you know when he when he's coming back. We don't have any further updates. No. And then you just put it to bed. Can, does um. So he got hurt in one of those rinky-dink gyms overseas. Apparently, is that the? I, I've heard so many different things on when it occurred, uh, but it was pre preseason. Right. Okay. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing, here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. It's football playoff and bowl season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. With 64-inch TVs everywhere, cold beer, delicious burgers, and you-know wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch all the playoff and bowl games. So bring the gang and join us this playoff and bowl season at our Conway, Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, and Fort Smith locations. Buffalo Wild Wings, your home for the big games. Roar! Uh, oh, JW's on the phone. Hi, JW. Hey, happy New Year! Y'all. Happy New Year. Uh, I got I've got all my Christmas stuff tore down. All the lights are down. Everything's it's not all in the little boxes. That's okay. It's got to be back next year, but it's it's all down. You're a good American. But, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be. I was watching a movie last night that is just was it's gotten terrible reviews, mm. and it had a budget of $15.8 million and grossed, all total, $5 million at the box office. Okay. So it lost $10 million. Yes. But I I love the movie. Starring Al Pacino and the guy with the long face, uh, Walking, Christopher Walken, Mm -hmm. and it's called Stand Up Guy. Oh, that movie is terrible. Oh my God, that movie's awful. I, I love that movie. Yeah, that movie I just is love it. Awful. Most people think it's terrible. M- must be something wrong with me. It's got know. an ensemble it may, it cast an that makes it look good. Oh, it's bad. It's great. It's a fantastic movie. You have to get into the nuances of it. No, I you mean, don't. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I'm just telling you. It's so awful. Anyway, I got other problems. I've had to take my Nissan in to, to get it fixed. I've had this appointment since last Thursday. And the guy, the computer text out there, finally the service guy, a manager, calls me out there and says he wants to talk to you and said, well, Mr. Parker, I hate to tell you this, but you have a mouse in your engine compartment or in your engine. <laughs> and I'm saying, what? Is a mouse some kind of like computer language code because they got to do all that stuff? And then he showed me the battery box, and I actually had mice eat living in my engine compartment, <laughs> which is not good because I feed outside cats to kill mice. But maybe that was the only safe place. I don't know whether to be mad at the cat or start feeding him underneath the truck. It sounds like you if need to get some dogs to feed to the cat or get the cat, you know. you got to get the food circle of life. Yeah. Now, you got to get these cats in order, man. Well, we're going to talk later on okay. tonight. Right. I speak I speak cat fluently, so it should not be a problem. Anyway, Happy New Year to y'all, and I hope it's a good one for you. I'm expecting a good one. Well, drink less than you right. did last year. 
Stand Up Guys has a 36 oh, it's on Rotten Tomatoes. It, 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 B pointed it out. Uh, the, the Star Wars Christmas special is better. It's terrible. And it's got Alan Arkin in it. Um, it's got this, Walken, it, yeah. Pacino. It's got a, it's got a good cast. It's just an awful movie. This um, this little blurb reads: Stand Up Guys largely wastes its talented cast yes. in a resolutely mediocre comedy, hampered by messy direction and a perfunctory script. Yes, that's a fancy way of a critic saying it sucks. And it, and it and it did. <laughs> I I sat through it. I watched it. It was bad. It's almost as bad as you know when De Niro was trying to find off the government and was doing every movie he could. Remember that movie he did, Righteous Kill? That's <laughs> a dog with fleas. It has Mark Margulis in it, who plays um, um, oh the guy in um, the guy with the bell, uh, Hector. Ah, yes, yes, Sal yes. Salamaca. Uh, He's in it. We're getting some suggestions for JW. Uh, JW, look into the cat portal and see if you can get some better uh, outside cats. Because they have that group has clearly failed. You fed them, they got lazy. You fat, didn't do their job. This review simply reads: um, At least Pacino and Arkin will always have Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> uh, Patricia's texting. Oh, uh, I have a University of Missouri bus behind me on forty. Oh, can, don't do the bus thing again, please. Break check them. Yeah, break check. Break check. See how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Bob and Branson. Bob and Branson also afflicted by stand-up guys. Says C-SPAN Live is better. C-SPAN Two. They still do that show where they take calls, or has that been? I think that's a where they had like the phone in the uh, on the table when like the Democrats called one number and the Republicans right. called another number. Yeah, right. remember that. I don't have C-SPAN anymore. Do you? No, I don't I even know if they're still in business. No, they're around. I oh, just right. don't have them. I don't, they're not on YouTube TV. Okay. So I don't I don't I don't know what's going on over I, there on C-SPAN. C-SPAN had a a the last thing I watched on C-SPAN. What year was it? It would have been 2 the years book ago. book show. No. Um <laughs> they had they did a documentary on the day that Reagan was shot. And it was oh, actually yeah. it was pretty good, but I didn't see it on C-SPAN. I saw it on YouTube like the next day. Right. It was actually pretty good. Okay. Uh Patricia says they're had they're heading south. Again, break check. A 40 doesn't go south. It goes east, no, west. east west. Forty nine goes north south. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Maybe that's what. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. A uh, hog baller says, "Tell JW he'd probably like Waterworld." All right. No. What, no, no, what no, other no. What other bad movies can we recommend? Diki, to what's a, the JW? worst movie you've ever seen? Okay, besides the two that you have suggested, I watched Skidoo. Skidoo and oh, okay, okay, and, and the Star um, Wars, the okay. Great Wall, starring Matt Damon. Really. I went to see it in high school for in my um, AP world class. Uh -huh. Our teacher was like, "This has nothing to do with the Great Wall," but I just want to watch. Like, I just want to take you guys to see a movie. Okay. But it was the worst movie, and it had like a one hundred million dollar budget and mm -hmm. made like ten. Well, that's what Waterworld. Waterworld was this big Kevin Costner vehicle. Yeah. And it uh, was had a giant budget, and nobody saw it. I, um, I'm I'm tied. Uh, there's uh, the only movie I ever walked out of was a Richard Gere movie called The Final Analysis. It was the one he did after Pretty Woman, oh. and Kim Basinger was it was awful. It's the only movie I've ever walked out of, and it's a tie between that and Hamilton. Two worst movies oh, I've ever oh, seen. Oh, Hamilton's very, not a movie. Very, very uh, looked like a movie to me, and it sucks. It's a musical. I have it's whatever. Two. I have two. Uh, Phenomenon, 
with uh, John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. I, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. And there's a uh, DiCaprio film called The Beach. Yeah. Where at one point he's in yeah. a video game. Yeah, yeah, that movie sucked. Awful. That movie was was really, Awful. really, really, really bad. Yeah, it's not good at all. Uh, here's a vote for Weekend at Bernie's Two. Uh, Bowfinger. That was the Eddie Murphy movie. No, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah okay, yeah. now don't forget this one. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh, that was the Indiana, like the one he did like 20 years later. That movie was awful. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, this is a great great text here from Bailey in Denver. Uh, pin him. Um, are we going to gloss over the fact that JW speaks fluent in cat? That's a very good That's, uh, a, that's a very good pick good observation. Yeah, that's yeah, well done. That up. Well done. Yes, absolutely. Uh, here's a vote for uh, best in show. Smack Daddy, get out. <laughs> Get out. I want you to rip the radio out of your car, and I want you to never listen to this God show God loves a terrier. I love that movie. <laughs> Don't ever speak ill of Best in Show. Christopher Guest That's is right. a genius. What are you talking about? God loves a terrier. Uh, Matt and Conway says, National Lampoon's Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Worst movie ever. Ooh, I don't ooh. know that one. Yeah, that may have been a, a VHS. I don't uh, know if that ever had a theatrical release. Mojo Man would like uh, Patricia to flash the Missouri bus. Well, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Okay. That's good. Cabin Boy? Who was in that? Was that that Kurt Russell? Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott, yeah. David Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. Worldwide Pants produced that. Yeah. Cabin Boy, and uh, when uh, when I grow up, I'll be Cabin Man. Here's one that's very near and dear to your heart. I know you love it. Pootie Tang. Oh, is that um, Jamie Foxx, yep. Tommy Davidson? Love that one. Oh, that's a fun movie. Okay. It's not great, but it's fun. That's a fun movie. It's got Bernie uh, Mac in it. Oh, it's, 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 a, I like now, that movie. A Sailor Norman suggests Gili. Now, I find that pick to be like people who, when you when they say, oh, what's your favorite movie, and they give you some some hoity-toity thing, everybody says Gili. Right, yeah. The question is, Norman, have you actually seen Gili? Right, yeah, that's right. Well, I saw, if you want to just talk about worst movies you've ever seen, I watched, I was curious on, um, they did this, um, oh, who was the, they did this Laurel and Hardy movie a few years ago with um, um, John C. Riley, mm-hmm. and I watched it on a plane. I was like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, not rest good. easy. And I like John C. Riley. Uh, Patricia has uh, flashed the Missouri bus. Oh, good. All right. Well, dogs right. by 90. Yeah, there we say. go. Uh, Highlander uh, was a dumpster fire. Highlander 2. Have you seen Highlander 1? I know people that either no, love that movie I think or hate you it. have to see it to understand Highlander okay. 2. Right? Okay. Yes. Oh, did you... I think I brought this up in here. Mm-hmm. That, um... Because someone just brought up Batman Forever. And Clooney was, uh, as usual, very self-deprecating at his Kennedy Center honors. I got it. When, yeah, I said that already. Yeah. yeah. America agrees on one thing. He was the worst Batman of all time. That is true. (laughs) That's the Batman suit that had nipples on it, if you recall. And then what it did. Wow, we got some really bad. Your selective prudishness is starting to annoy me over there. You know what? Don't look at it as that. I just can't can't remember half the things I'm supposed to anymore. That's right. Why do you remember what I said a week ago, but you don't remember where you parked your car? It's a great question. Go? It's a it's a great question, and and I understand where you're coming from. Okay. I, I understand. All right, it's not fair. The Sherlock Holmes movie with John C. Riley and Will Ferrell that was awful. Is that Holmes and Watson? Yeah, someone said said uh, suggest that. Uh, B says Avatar sucks. I actually liked 
the original. I can believe it. I don't like James Cameron. I think he's okay, a but pompous. That, that doesn't ha- have anything to do with whether or not the movie sucks. Well, it, I mean, it, are you going to watch the second one? I think so. Eventually, yeah. I've never seen Avatar. It's it's fine. Because when I was a kid and it came out, I thought that it was just a live action of Avatar and the Last Airbender, the cartoon on Nickelodeon. Yeah, not even close. But no, I didn't like that show either. So okay. that's always ruined it for me. Yeah, it's it's Avatar's fine. Uh, Josh of Fort Smith says Forrest Gump sucks. Come on, Josh. Josh, of all the movies out there that suck, you may not like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump won the Academy Award, right? Okay. To, to do that. Um, you, you may not like it. So that just doesn't suck. Yeah, exactly. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.